Black joy and bootstraps The podcast that you really need Helping my black community Good vibes, good energy Black joy and bootstraps Top financial literacy Love and education Wanna see my people elevated yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Black Joy and Bootstraps. I am your host, Felicia Jimenez, and I have an awesome guest with me today. Um, it's my boy, Damon Nash. Nash, can you say what's up for the folks? What's going on out there? Hey, so I need to give y'all a little bit of background because when I tell y'all I love Nash, y'all know I say this every episode, but I do. I just love all these folks that I be having on here. So I need to tell y'all, Nash and I, um, we met three years ago when I started working at the school that I'm at now. And when I tell y'all it was instant, like we just clicked. I love me some Nash. Like he just a country boy. Nash, where are you even from? Because they finna hear that accent as soon as you start talking. <laughs> I, I, I'm from here, actually. I'm a Plano baby, as, I, as people call it. Listen, don't nobody in Plano talk like you. You need to stop that. I think you under <laughs> uh, witness protection because ain't nobody in Plano got that accent like you got. Family, Your family got to be country. I know they country. So All the way. East Texas country. Yes. Okay, then that's where it's from because I'm like, ain't nobody in Plano. Now, you know. Ain't nobody in Plano talking like that. So, but anyway, y'all, um, Nash and I were just talking one day um, on campus, as we usually do, just cutting up, laughing. And Nash told me that he uh, invests in uh, well, investment properties and he does like fixer-upper. Now, all of us, especially millennials, we already know we are like connected to HGTV. We're hooked on and we watch folks flip houses all the time. Uh, but I was really like... Listen, I I got to know about this because this is something that my husband and I have been wanting to invest in, something we wanted to start. But again, like I always say on the show, you don't know what you don't know and you don't even know where to start to ask questions. Uh, So that's kind of uh, why I have Nash on today. The whole purpose, I just want us to give us basic information on the process of investment properties and flipping houses. So Anyway, let me just start off, Nash. Like, how did you even get started with this? Like, wh- like, how did this start for you? So, uh, h- how far back you want me to go? H- Listen, how, as far how back far? as we need to go, we got time, baby. Because this is like the one episode when I'm telling you folks are interested, like... Folks were like, listen, you got to have somebody on there because we, we're trying to do investment property. So, I just want to know all about it. Like, what got you started? When? How? All of that good stuff. Okay. Okay. Bet that. So... I I will take you all the way back to my very first house that I had under contract. Um, I was in my 20s, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just read some books. I I looked at Carlton Sheets. That's going to date me a little bit for all y'all people out there that know who he is. (laughs) Um, Those late-night gurus on the television. So all I knew was I just loved real estate already. I wanted to do it. So I jumped in, did my legwork. Um, was just literally cold calling people, um, knocking on doors, some of that crazy stuff that you probably wouldn't do today. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I got a nice house in Carrollton under contract and I found a broker, all this through Craigslist pretty much. Um, and a broker is, uh, someone who actually owns a real estate, uh, firm and real estate agents work underneath them. Okay? I appreciate they're licensed. that. Cause yeah, I was just about to ask what that state. is. <laughs> right. So, so I'm trying try not to throw a bunch of terms out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, so long story short, this guy, of course, knows really what he's doing in, in the industry and those things. And so um, he lets me do all the legwork. 
contract looks fantastic. I'm turning the utilities on because someone actually still lives in the house, but she just can't afford it. It's mm-hmm. about to go into foreclosure. Wow. And um, so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, bam, here we go. I'm shaking in my boots, but I'm walking around this lady's house like I really know what I'm doing. And uh, she signs a contract with me for, for me to buy it, right? And I take this contract to the broker and I explain to him what I'm trying to do. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to take you under my wing and I'm, I'm going to show you this business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, only for me to find out about four days later that he had gone over to this lady's house, talked to her, really told her, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to help her out. Wow. He, she needs to sign a new contract with him. And uh, I don't find this out for, you know, like I say, a couple more days when I'm over there. They're uh, they're running the heat real nicely, you know, mm-hmm. nice and warm and toasty. They got the water running. Mm-hmm. There's utilities that are in my name, by mm-hmm. the way. And uh, only for me to find out that she's like, oh, that man that that you sent over here had me sign the papers with him. And I said, I didn't send the man over here, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said, oh, OK, well, he had me he had me sign the papers and told me that he was going to take over and help, help both of us. And so, um, you know, I show up to this guy's house. Really. I'm, I'm at this point, I'm looking for a fight just about, but, um, again, I don't know any better. I don't know my legal bounds. I don't know my rights and all that good stuff. So long story short, he stole the contract for me, which means he stole the house. Um, and, and he was able to do what he wanted with the house and go on. Wow. And just to give you an idea, um, I was looking at if I had done the property right, which means I buy it, I fix it up, and then I put it back on the market and sell it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm standing to gain anywhere between forty-five dollars to $55,000 once everything is said and done. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he saw that cash cow, and of course, he saw me being wet behind the ears mm-hmm. and, and took off with that. And so that scared me. Um, really, I, I pretty much took my tail and ran for about 10 years. Oh. And, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of messed me up because... Because you didn't I, I know what you were okay. doing. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and then at the same time, I'm like, man, this is this is shark stuff. I, mm-hmm. I ain't ready for this. I'm a little minnow, so... yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I tried to do other things to, to get real estate out of my mind, but, you know, fast forward 10 years later and I said, you know what, I, I can't get it out of my system. I can't get it out of my blood. This is what I'm supposed to do. So, okay. um, what I did was I attended a local real estate meetup, mm-hmm. um, those things, it's like a, a meetup.com or whatever. And, um, you, you'll see these commercials and different things, these fly by night people, right. Um, I, I don't know if I can name drop outsiders but i'll put Um, one out there i was gonna say listen if we we trying to help our folks uh so if you feel like they are good enough to name drop and help folks out and yeah go ahead i mean they not paying us but sure (laughs) (laughs) well when i say name drop i mean i I didn't see the benefit of it and they gonna charge you tens of thousands of dollars oh well that worked um, too hell we trying to get our folks right (laughs) shit come on right (laughs) right 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 so 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 than merrill you'll see his stuff come through he's out of new york connecticut somewhere uh, ex-football player. You know, that's kind of how he sells his package. Um, there's something else called Fortune Builders. Uh, I think they're charging upwards of 30 grand uh, for, for some, some paperwork and stuff like that. And so um, there's some other things, you know, some other companies that have come through Dallas. But for me, I wanted a mentor, but I needed somebody here local, right? Yeah. So 
so that's what happened, man. I, I got hooked up what's called a three day where they, you know, they take you on these little property tours. They butter you up. They tell you, you know, some good stuff. They give you just enough information for you to be dangerous out in them streets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I sat through the class. The class was basically two and a half days over a weekend. And uh, once you once you get good and excited and, and the cheerleaders are, are in your ears and all that good stuff, then they hit you with the, OK, well, that that's good enough for you to go out and 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 be good at what you do Mm -hmm. or we can mentor you for this amount of money right 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 and and me being you know having that fear still from 10 years ago of somebody ripping a contract away from me and all that stuff I said you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and and look at this as an investment right yeah we're in the educational field we understand that and uh you have to invest in yourself whether Mm -hmm. it's a a bachelor's degree or a master's a doctorate all those things and so I was standing at the precipice right Am I going to go pay for a master's degree in education and hopefully make it somewhere up to the top? Or am I going to go and spend this money and, and invest in real estate knowledge and, and pay somebody to almost hold my hand? Right. Um, so here it is. I, I, I took the ladder. I paid for pretty much to join the Platinum Club, as they called it, mm-hmm. uh, with a local real estate group here in Dallas. And man, I exploded from there. I can't, I can't say enough good things about them. Um, unfortunately it's called the real Alliance, but, Mm -hmm. um, they have since then disbanded here locally. Okay. But, um, I, I, I'll take you through the, through the, the whole hand holding all the way to whatever you want to know. Okay. So here's the thing, because just like many of our listeners, I watch, and just like you said, kind of in the beginning, like we're reading books, we're watching YouTube videos. I mean, we're doing all kinds of things. So I'm going to have you like, when you start talking, I might just cut you off and be like, yo, yo, explain that. Cause that's language that I don't understand. And something that I always say, um, on the show is, I have been blessed, like I said, to be to meet incredible people. I am not the one with the knowledge. I'm the one with the resources. Like, y'all are the resources. The people are the resources. But I don't know any of this, so I'm learning as we go. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and I'm going to be like, ooh, Chad, I hope I understand this language, because this is going to come out as German. <laughs> so before we even get you. into that, t- can you tell me the difference between an investment property and flipping houses? Like, what... What is the difference in those two? And then I, I have a whole bunch more questions for you. But can you just explain the difference in that? Gotcha. Okay. So that that, that those terms are pretty much one and the same. Okay. So when I am on the hunt for my next deal, if you will, it's pretty much the same language as well. I'm looking for an investment property, meaning if you are a homeowner already and you live in that home, that is your primary residence. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you are purchasing another piece of property, be it uh, another single family house, um, what's called a multifamily, which is a duplex Duplex, and greater, um, or uh, a vacation home. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're if you're big money, big pockets, you you know, apartment buildings, all those things are considered investment properties. Okay. Yeah. So anything past your primary residence is considered an investment property. Ah, so how is a vacation home? I know this is probably my ignorance, but how is a vacation home an investment property? Like, do people rent that out or because every time like and I only see, listen, I am not on the level to where like I have a ton of friends are like my um, rental, like my um, my vacation home out by the beach or my cabin. Like, I don't have that many (laughs) friends like that. So like I always wonder, are they renting that out when they're not there or do you just have enough money that it just sits there? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how is it an investment? Is it just because it's another thing that you own? 
it's a little bit of both, okay. um, you know, for, for, again, for the deep pocket folks that don't want anybody traipsing through their, through their property. Yeah. They just sits there and they have a, a, a property manager that, you know, that goes in and cleans it. They keep up the property and all those other things. Mm. But for the most part, um, if, if you're talking about a vacation home or something like that, then you are looking at Airbnb, you know what I mean? Okay. Or verb, VRBO or all those kind of things where you're renting it out uh, several times a year. You have a cleaning crew, um, some one that will keep the grounds and things like that. So, so for instance, um, Broken Bow, you know, that's close enough to us that uh, a lot of people go up there and their cabins, um, those cabins are pretty much investment property cabins, you okay. know, um, people build them to, to spec um, and then they rent them out just about all year long. And then when the owner is ready, you know, he's like, Hey, block out this amount of time. Cause me and my family are coming. Gotcha. So when you say they build it to spec, which is language that we don't speak, you mean inspection is up and everything's good, right? Uh, uh specification. So Spe- see, uh, look at this. I don't even know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like inspection. Yeah. specification. Okay. Gotcha. So, so, so you 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 have paid an architect and or uh, to to bring your design to life, or you've paid someone for their design expertise and they build it exactly the way you want it. Okay, got it. So you can buy a property, um, and then rent it out because it's not your primary residence, and then flipping a house. Talk to us about flipping a house. What is what does that look like? What does that mean? Okay, just the so, basics of um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I acquire the property, meaning, uh, you know, I buy the property and I become the owner or my company because uh, I purchased the properties in my company's name. And uh, then I will take bids while I'm under contract. So, for instance, this latest property that I'm working on right now, um, they gave me 14 days to close it. Some people want a little faster than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that time, I am sending my contractors over to walk the property, whether they're with me or not, so that they can give me a bid on the cost to rehab or rehabilitate or fix gotcha. it up. Right. Gotcha. Um, and so that way I, I pretty much know purchase price, my budget for repairs, and then, uh, my projected ARV or my after repair value or my end or my resale value. Ooh, child, we're going to have to have five podcasts just over these, like, <laughs> out over the acronyms, over what this means, because I'm sitting here like, mm-mm-mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so, again, we we watch a lot of videos, we we read a lot of books, so I, I feel like I do follow, uh, like, quite a bit. Um, but let me, let me ask you this, because this is, like, the main thing, and then from there we can kind of build on. So let's just go, like, straight back down to the basics. So realistically, because a lot of people want to get into this, we want to like, okay, let us buy a property, let us, you know, flip it, make the renovations, do whatever it is that needs to be done and sell it or rent it. Okay, that's like Uh the dream for a lot of us. Realistically, when we're talking about investment properties and flipping houses, how much would you tell someone that they need to save to begin like if I I've never done this before which I haven't tell me you would sit me down and say Felicia look this is what you need and I mean like from credit scores because I don't understand anything about the loans all of that just tell me everything that I would need starting with how much I would need to save okay gotcha so um oh man all these answers I'm gonna say this not to be elusive but it's all fluid 
Okay. And here's the reason why. It depends on what we call your exit strategy or what is it that you want to do with the house. Okay. Do you want to flip it to sell it on the market to as a as uh you know one of these pretty shows that you see like HGTV mm-hmm. or do you just want to hold on to it as a rental property? Um, or do you want it as a Airbnb type establishment? Because that will determine how much money you need to put into the property. Um, that also will determine what you purchase the property for, because typically if I am purchasing the property to flip it and I'm going to offer the owner cash, I'm probably going to try to get the lowest amount possible that I'm going to come out of pocket for. Right. Okay. Because the, the 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 money is made on the purchase of the house. And let me explain that a little bit too, because I didn't Please. really get that at first. Yeah, because um, I was like, so, what? <laughs> yeah. So that so that means if if I pay a hundred thousand dollars for a house that's only worth a hundred and fifty thousand and I know that I have to put in a hundred and uh, excuse me, I have to put in twenty five thousand. So mm-hmm. right now I'm all in. I pay a hundred thousand to buy the house. I put in twenty five thousand. So mm-hmm. I, I've now put in a hundred and twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars into this house, but it's only worth a hundred and fifty. Right. So you're going to get lose. back twenty five. Wait, lose because I'm thinking you I'm better get twenty five thousand. Okay, that's no, why I teach no, English no. and not math. This yeah. is why right here. This right this embarrassing moment right here, and I ain't even gonna edit it out. This moment right here is why I teach English. So go on and finish telling me. <laughs> well, and, and here's where funny math comes in, right? And the reason I'm going to lose if I'm only looking to flip this house and sell it on the market is because this is gonna answer your question about how do I how do I pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars liquid in the bank to go Facts. out and give somebody. Facts. Okay. Um, I don't have 25,000 liquid in the bank. Well, I, I didn't before, but okay. When I okay, you ain't got to flex. We get it. You ain't got to flex. Damn. Well, <laughs> y'all don't come looking for me. Uh, it's Christmas time, right? <laughs> and, and, and so what that means is that if, I, if I'm going to pay somebody $100,000 and then I'm going to put in tw- uh, 25000 that means that I'm either going to hold this property as a rental mm-hmm. or I'm looking to put it out as an Airbnb so that I can make money or cash flow every month. Okay. And I know that I'm not going to uh, be fat pockets right away. This is a long-term um, gain, right, that okay. I'm looking at. Okay. Okay. Now, this same property... Uh, if it's still worth 150, I'm now trying to buy this property for 65,000, maybe 70,000 tops, okay. right? And I'm still going to put in $25,000, but now I'm putting in uh, all in to this property. Let's say I get it for 70,000, I put in 25,000, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at 95,000, okay, and it's worth 150. Now I'm going to make some money on selling it on the market. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Nash, and, why and, before we get uh, before we got started, why you didn't tell me I was gonna need a pen and paper to get this math down? <laughs> why you why you do me like this on the show? I'm like, mm-hmm. This the math. This is quick maths. Mm-hmm. Oh my well, gosh. So, hey, but you know what? But that's that's good though because that's what most people think when they see these shows. They give y'all these dry numbers. They throw them up there on the screen mm-hmm. and they make it look good to you, right? Facts. So, so me and a couple of my buddies uh, that have been laughing about this for a while, we we uh, we hashtag when we finish a property and we call it HGTV made this easy. Yes. Or HGTV makes this look easy, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they sure do. I'll be watching Chip and Joanna like, baby, please, we can do this. And you know they need some Negroes on the show. So I'll be like, we need to go and do this. 
But listening to you, I'm like, mm, 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 I'm gonna have to wait some years and get some skin in the game. I don't know, but exactly, exactly. So, so with that being said, let, again, we'll stick with the hundred thousand dollar or right. or seventy thousand dollar purchase price, right? I would tell you that um, having about ten grand in the bank um, minimum is, is nice. It's, but it's not a requirement. Again, I'm going to take you through the loop de lose and here's why. Wait a minute. You mean okay. to tell me I can get started with 10? Baby, I could have started. I'm just kidding, y'all. I ain't flexing. I ain't got no money. Don't ask me to borrow nothing. I ain't got no money. I can't do it. Anyway. Listen, you, you can get started with five grand. Okay? What? You really can. Okay. You can. And, and if you are really savvy and you really want to do this thing and you a hustler in the corner, on the, on, the, on the street and in the corner, you really don't even have to have no money or I say $100 in the bank. What? Okay? It's all about your hustle and all about what you want to do with that property. All right. So I'm, I'm going to take you through that. Okay. I, I, I'm going to take you through the Please wholesale. Do. I'm listening. I'm going to take some notes. Real quick. Okay. The reason that people are, are selling people on the dream of jumping into real estate with no money, no credit, none of that stuff, that's called a wholesaler. Okay, so what that means is you beat these streets up or you're you're cold calling people or you're knocking on doors again, still in this climate. Okay, uh, I don't know if I'm knocking on doors anymore, but mm -hmm. you got some people that that'll do it. Um, and you find a distress, what we call a distress seller. That means that they can't afford the property. Maybe it's uh, they inherited the house and they don't want it. Maybe they're mm -hmm. going into foreclosure, whatever it is. They they need you to come and take this burden off of them. Okay. So if you so hold your... on really quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I keep having to like interject because I want to make sure that I understand. And along with the folks that's listening. So when you say, how like, how do I know those? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do, I'm just going to walk on, like walk up to somebody's house and be like, so what, y'all looking to sell or what? Like, how am I supposed to like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how am I supposed to just roll up on somebody? Because you're saying, folks, I don't know what a damsel in distress that's trying to sell a house look like. Like, how am I supposed to find them folks? You know what I'm saying? I got you. So, again, we're still talking about putting zero money into it, mm -hmm. nothing but what's called sweat equity, right? That means you're driving in your neighborhood and you see a house that's uh, that's got the yard that ain't been cut right. in weeks. Right. It's got newspapers still in the front yard. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe the mailbox is hanging open and, and you see ain't nobody collecting their mail. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, another telltale signs is if you see boarded up um, uh, windows yes. or the, the yes. roof is shot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you're looking at that house and you know it ain't got no love uh on it and and so that's the easiest way to find it um and, and it's really going to depend also in the neighborhood that you're in like my neighborhood right now it's again it's it's uh it's calmed down i'm you know i'm, I'm middle class mm -hmm. um but i've been watching a particular house two streets over from me the yard is never cut the mm -hmm. mailbox is on the ground mm -hmm. so I, you know i've been chasing these people for a while they ain't trying to give me no play but i'll wear <laughs> them down eventually <laughs> you're like you gonna have to see me like Right, right. Bet that, bet that. I know y'all's yeah. getting these city fines over here. Come right? on now. Um, so that's the other thing. You can, you can, you can search um, on the city's website. Um, you can go through the Dallas uh, Central Appraisal District's website, which was short for DCAD, um, and you're looking for people whose addresses don't match the address of the house um, Wait, that what you're do you, looking into. What do you mean by that? The address okay, doesn't so, match the address of the house. So if I if I'm on the Dallas Central Appraisal District's website mm -hmm. and I'm looking up my particular street, right? Mm -hmm. You just start right there in your own neighborhood and I search that entire street of houses and I notice that let's let's take you for instance, um, that you have a house on that street, 
but the address, the mailing address, is a whole nother different address. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know, you know what? This is an investment property, and these people don't even live here. Interesting. So let me reach out to them and see if they want to sell this property. Okay, so I have a quick question about that. So just a few houses up. Now, my neighborhood, I'm I'm with you, right? Middle class. Um, and my neighborhood, we just had a house burn down up the street. Um, I don't know what happened. God bless them. I don't know. Uh, but it's been boarded up for like some months now. I mean, like some time. Like I'm like, yo, y'all gonna have to do something because y'all gonna bring my property back. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm starting to be like that black. I'm like, look, stop this. So um, before they had a for sale sign in the yard, and now they don't. So, um, but they haven't done. I don't know who the new owners are, but they haven't done anything with it. I mean, grass is yay high. Like is. It's crazy. So can okay. I buy from them? Like, do like, how does this work? Like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know where to start. They have the hole in the roof, just like you were talking about, you know, because of the burning. <laughs> um, it's boarded up. It, it's bad. We were walking right, the neighborhood right. the other day and I flashed like a light on a raccoon ran out. I was like, oh, Lord, let me. <laughs> let me... <laughs> it was some serious stuff. I was like, Lord, had me almost running. You know, black folks don't do animals like that. I was like, Mm-mm. exactly. So anyway, I mean, it's, it's real. So would that be a place you would tell me to start to go? OK, look, because, again, they had the sign there. It's no longer there. What do I do? Uh, okay, so the 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 concept of that, yes, I would tell you to start like that. Okay. But with it being a fire damaged house or what we call a burnout, absolutely not, because okay. there's okay. so many uh, unknowns, so many mm-hmm. uh, codes okay. and things, uh, violations that probably have uh, have occurred already okay. with that property that um, it just would not be good for a beginner. Because uh, even I- I've been doing this for a little over five years, and I still won't really fool with a burnout. Okay, so, um, gotcha. just just kind of give you. An idea but yes it, that concept of you know what i saw there was a sale sign in the yard but ain't nobody touched that house let me go on again because you're in dallas county you can go on the DeepCAD website and find out who owns the property and their mailing address and if you're really good you might be able to even find a phone number or you can facebook stalk them you know what i mean you yeah. can find people right <laughs> and then you reach out to them and you just say hey uh I, i'm interested in buying the property would you sell it to me and, and if they are interested and they uh, they invite the conversation, you're in the door. And that's and it really begins, you know, just like me and you right here. We're just having a conversation, really. OK. Just fact finding. Interesting. That's a, that. Listen, that's a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't know, because I was looking at my husband and said the same thing. He was like, oh, you know, like a burnt house. You don't want to do that. But I mean, we we both don't know. So I'm looking like, why not? And asking questions and all of that. So. Um, let me just say this too. The other day we were looking at a house around the corner, um, and nice, it was a nice size house, like 3,500 square feet. Um, but it needs, oh, when I tell you the amount of work it needs, I mean, massive house. It's on an acre, got a pool. Like it, it was like fixer upper. It was like a fixer upper's dream, you know, Mm -hmm. but the Mm -hmm. renters that were there were saying that, um, that it has, what is it, like pipe damage or something. It needed like $40,000 just uh, worth of work on like, what was it? plumbing? Yeah, like plumbing and stuff, like underneath the house and all of this other stuff. 
Yeah, it was like, I don't know. She started talking about French draining and some other stuff. Listen, I don't speak that language. I was like, okay, okay, boo. Okay, let me just go ahead and Google because, you know, Google is my friend. I don't be knowing nothing. I'd be like, okay, let mm -hmm." me. But yeah, so she was telling us all about this stuff and how she had gotten these estimates. My question is, is it the same? So because I don't think that if we wanted to get a mortgage on that house, like I don't think any bank was going to approve us. Like we needed like a rehab loan. So could you talk to us about, because you're saying we don't need money but again we gotta have it we gotta get the hundred thousand from somewhere so like what does that look like if i wanted to buy that house even for myself or to flip to invest whatever like what are the uh-huh. loans what's that process what are the what's the likelihood of me getting that right so so you are right most traditional banks especially big banks will not fool with um funding deals like that because, you know, they don't understand the concept of flipping or, you know, and or thinking it's illegal or some some bankers. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, the way I initially got started or my first uh, financial deal was what's called a hard money lender. Um, and what those are, are it's almost like private money where people have gathered other big money or big pocket people mm-hmm. and pooled their money together. And now they offer it to investors like me at a higher interest rate than what you would get in a conventional mortgage. So just to give you an idea, a conventional mortgage right now, matter of fact, we're under 3% right now. Baby, we? you show, we show is. <laughs> and I refinance okay. last, you, do you understand how mad I am right now? We financed at a four, which was the lowest. Last year? Yes, we refinanced last year at a four percent. And y'all know I don't care nothing. I'm super transparent about all of my business. I don't even care. But last year, and they were like, this is the best rate we can give you, like your credit score, all this money you're putting down, like everything. And I talked to y'all before about how much, um, about the amount of money and all of that that we put down on my house before because of my mom passing. So literally... Like, they were like, the best we can give you right now is a four flat. Like, that was the best they were doing last year. Baby, my friend just bought a house for like a two eight this year. When I tell you, I feel like uppercutting her. That is. Listen. That is. I'm so mad. (laughs) I was like, I'll uppercut you in that new house right now. Like, both of y'all can get it. Like, because I'm sitting here at a four. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, and they were like, this is the best. Like, this is the lowest we can go. So, okay. So, talk to us about that. So, the normal, like a normal mortgage uh, depending on when you buy, sell, all of that right now, we're at like super good mortgage rates. Interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And so on an investment property, you, you can't get rates like that. Um, and okay. so for me, again, hard money lender is, is uh, standard. You'll see 10, anywhere between 10 and 14% interest. And okay. that is astronomical. But the reason is because you want to get in and you want to get out as fast as possible. Gotcha. Um, and so on a traditional flip, I am um, uh, estimating about a maximum of six months of holding that loan. Okay. And so what it is, is it, because it's such a high interest rate, they charge you points um, or what we would consider a down payment or as a conventional uh, loan, mm-hmm. they call those points, which you pay that on the front end. So for instance, when I very first got started, I paid three points, which actually ends up being 3% of the total loan amount. And then I'm charged 12% um, on an annual basis, which basically means I'm paying 1% every month of the total loan amount. Okay. Okay. So when you okay. say 3%, so you, you had to pay the 3% of the entire loan, how much up just front. like, yeah, upfront, up how front. much was uh-huh. that? Like how much money so, was that out of pocket? 
Okay, so for um, and again, we'll we'll stick with with a hundred thousand. Well, actually, the very first house I bought was sixty five thousand. Okay? okay, and so at three percent of that, it was only nineteen hundred and fifty dollars. But that's just the points. Okay. Okay. Plus closing costs. Closing costs. Now again, closing costs is this is where it's going to mirror a traditional uh, mortgage when you're buying a house. You you've got taxes. You've got closing um, costs. All lender of that. fees. Okay. You know, you've got all those things right rolled in. So okay. is this like also the inspection? Yep. All of those. Okay. Okay. So just mm-hmm. like a normal. So that all of that process is pretty normal. And for those of you who have not bought a house, that's pretty much all the millennials. We stay renting because they don't want us like that. <laughs> These school loans ain't going to let us be great, y'all. But um, that's a lot of us. So for those of us that are renting and are not familiar with the mortgage process, we're going to have a whole other uh, podcast episode for that to just put us on game and, and to follow the... the um, the pitfalls and things like that. So anyway, keep going. So let's go and put us on some game. What else? What you say? So, so all in all, um, so you have those costs plus your rehab amount. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I ended up putting 30,000 into that very first property. So I was into the property, uh, 65,000 was what I purchased the actual property for. I put in 30,000 in rehab. So we're at 95,000 and plus my closing cost up front was about 4,500. So, uh, go, I'm gonna let you go ahead and do that math for the real quick. Baby, I know you lying with this English teacher right here. <laughs> you tried it. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all of that is very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right. So, Right, right. But let me go back. So you had the forty five hundred, right? So your your mm-hmm. your closing costs, baby. Let me try to follow. So your your closing costs with the forty five hundred, and then yeah. you said you had to pay like fifteen hundred out of pocket, which was the three percent, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So y'all don't don't be so, uh, clowning me on this math. But <laughs> so six, I'm gonna go with six thousand. Um. For my mathematicians on here, they like, oh, why was she doing this? So six thousand. This is all out of pocket, like what you had out of pocket. Well, okay, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more out of pocket, but I'm gonna explain. Okay, mm-hmm. so and the reason being is because when you're dealing with a hard money lender or an investment um, company, whether it's a commercial bank or anyone else that's gonna help you acquire the property, they they do what's called an escrow holdback. So that means you tell them, okay, I'm putting thirty grand into this property, and um, they're going to hold back into an escrow account your money because this is how they secure that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and you're not just going to run off with their money and then ride off into the sunset right okay so a hard money lender will give you 70 percent of the after repair value okay so stick with me for a moment and then Mm -hmm. we may throw some numbers on it okay okay so we we valued we estimated the house to be worth one hundred and thirty five thousand. Um, when I first bought the property. Okay? Oh, okay. So you paid sixty five, but it was valued at one thirty five. Valued at one thirty five, right? Okay. And they were giving me seventy percent of one hundred and thirty five thousand. Because okay. remember, they're giving you seventy percent ARV or after repair value. Okay. Which means they gave me, they loaned me ninety four thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. So remember, I paid sixty five thousand to get the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that leaves me 29,500, but I'm also telling them that I'm putting in $30,000 worth of repairs. Okay. Right. So I take that away also from what they're giving me. So right away I'm negative $500. Okay. 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 Plus my closing costs came to 4,550 bucks. 
right? So we're looking at five thousand. So, you said so I'm negative five thousand fifty dollars. So okay. what that means is that's what I had to bring to the closing table was five thousand fifty dollars. Okay, got you. Okay, but in that time, they gave me the rest of the money to do what I needed to do. That was to buy the house. That was to get it inspected. Um, to to get my surveys, to get all my stuff together, and rehab the property. Okay. And so what that means is that when when I told them, okay, hey, you know what? I have gutted out the place, and we have started putting in sheetrock. We've started to paint. Now, what they will do is they will send an inspector out to walk the property, make sure that those things that I've told them I've done have actually been done, and then they release that whatever I said that I was using for that amount of the budget. So let's just say uh, $5,000 was going toward the demolition of the place and to put back the sheetrock. So once the inspector comes out, he says, okay, check mark, check mark, check mark. Okay, you did exactly what you told us you were going to do. We'll release $5,000 of your money basically back to you. Gotcha. Okay. Whoo, child. This is, <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is I actually, I actually understood that. <laughs> because <Excellent. laughs> when I tell you now, for those of y'all who didn't understand, you might have to rewind a couple times, but I actually feel like I got that like the numbers and how much like the percentages that you need to put in I actually feel like I'm a little comfortable with that like I got it (laughs) because going in I'm like I just I don't feel like I can fully understand but now I feel like things are starting to click and once I listen to my own episode back then I'm gonna be like oh now I really get it you know how you do that so (laughs) right (laughs) okay so um with all of that what is um, I, kind of a two part question, but like, which do you like more, like buying, um, fixing it up and flipping it, or having investment properties? Like, what, which one do you have a a preference? Like renting um, over renting it out or flipping it? I, I I actually do. So when I first started into the business, it was to be a flipper. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had seen all those shows and I was like, you know what, your boy got a little skill in designing, you know, so let me see what I can, what I, what I can make this do right here. Okay. Um, so that's, that's where my passion is in real estate. Um, as far as flipping, because you get to take something so ugly and dilapidated. I mean, you've seen some of my, my, yes, finishes, right. Yes. Um, and then you, you, you turn out a, a product, uh, mainly I stay under $250,000 ARV, but I try to give somebody a feel of two. 250,000, right? Love it. So, um, so I, that, that stuff is addicting. Like I I'm looking, I, I'm currently in the process of, uh, flipping one and I decided to flip two more. Um, and, and so I'm tapping my vein. Like if I ain't got a project going, um, I, I I'm, I'm sick. I'm looking for something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Scratching your yeah. neck. What else I that's got? It. That's yeah. it. Uh, you know, where, where, where my next hit? So <laughs> that's where my passion is, is in flipping. But uh, in doing that over the last five years, I have acquired um, seven rentals. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's a beautiful thing because that's where the long-term wealth, the generational wealth that, that, that was ripped on, away man. from us. Come, come on. on. That's, that, that's where it is. And that's where I had to learn and pivot a little bit that the fast, quick money is fun, mm-hmm. but you're taxed heavily on it and it don't last. So, um, that long-term, that long, that long-term game is rental properties. That's where that's at. So, um, people will correct me on this, but someone said the other day, cause again, always watching the financial gurus and learning these things. 
They said that wealth is when all of your passive income can cover all of your expenses. Like, am I making sense? So mm-hmm, all of the mm-hmm. all them rental houses that you have, if they can cover your mortgage, your car, your inch, all every, all the expenses that you have a month or whatever, that is when we actually have wealth and are beginning to be wealthy, right? Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like this is? where you are now like with the rental properties are you there are you getting there is that too personal can i borrow five hundred dollars you know stuff like that <laughs> just answer them questions no I'll, I'll, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like you i'm gonna take a page out of your book i'm gonna be mm-hmm. transparent um and you know you you really just actually shine a light bulb for me because i hadn't sat down and i hadn't thought about that but yes um by that definition then yes i am wealthy uh, mm. praise god yeah um, look at my, my 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 income from my rentals cover all of my expenses and some so yeah. i do have pocket change i got spending change you know yeah. as they'll call it so um yes i i, I guess i can say that I, i'm wealthy yes ma'am that, that's beautiful like and here's the thing too because when we think wealthy we think uh what's the, was it robert smith what lord what is that man's name that paid off all the student loans for the morehouse grads yes but yes, i mean like uh-huh. that's what we think right we think billionaire but like literally if you were to get laid off tomorrow you know what I'm saying? Like your bills are still mm-hmm. being paid and you're not working. Like that's Absolutely. wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe Absolutely. you won't be able to take the vacation. I don't know. I'm not counting your bank account. You I mean you can let me count it if you want. But <laughs> I'm not counting your bank account. But you know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't have to work. Like there is your money is making money, right? That's what we're trying to get and that's where I'm trying to get our community to get is where our money is making money. Um Absolutely. And Oh my gosh. So here's the thing for y'all, for those of you who don't know Nash, you need to, he is just such an incredible and lovely person. Nash has two twin boys that are just absolutely gorgeous. How old are the twins? How old are the babies now? They are nine. And boy, I tell you what, you're trying to make a black man blush. Uh, Listen, <laughs> and when y'all see Nash, cause y'all going to see him on Instagram and Facebook and everything else, but Nash is chocolate. He ain't blushing. So, um, but his boys are just so handsome. So, and here's the thing. They are so intelligent and they are doing things. Y'all, they are doing things that black folks just don't get to do. And I, I live vicariously through you so often because I'm looking at you and I'm like, yo, like Nash, these black kids out here, nine years old, eight years old, they skiing, they doing shit. I'm like, what? Negroes is out here skiing? <laughs> Listen, and I lived in a state, I lived in Idaho for three years. Ask me if I skied or went snowboarding once. And we got snow. Baby, we got snowed like nine to ten months out of the year. <laughs> like, and you I never know. was. Did you get out Listen, there on them skis, I, huh? When I tell y'all I hate snow so much, don't talk to me, okay? Don't talk to me about it. But <laughs> aside from that, like, I'm watching you set your kids up. Like, y'all. You, I'm looking at Nash's Facebook and Instagram, and this Negro got his kids signing whole contracts. Do you hear me? Like, his kids out there putting in work, nine years old, they are putting in work. They are learning what generational wealth is. Like, um, and so tell me a little bit about that. Like, how do you have your kids working with you? Um, what is it that they do? Like, I, I, I just want to know, because it's just such a beautiful thing every time I see it. You got these two little black boys just putting in work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, they, you know, they, they, they think they want to just do the knockout part, right? They just want to knock a wall out or all that stuff that they kind of see on TV. Daddy, when's demo day? We want to do the demo. Listen, I'm with them. Um, they be making that part look fun on TV. So, 
Right. Um, but but really, um, I am actually trying to start them in the design phase as well as understanding um, the what we call the HUD. The HUD is the, the purchasing of the properties when you buy it and when you sell it. I want them to learn how to read the left column and the right column, right? Okay. And so I, I started them out with the paper first of kind of teaching them that as far as basic math is concerned. Um, and then I take them out to the properties. Um, you know, I want them to understand what foundation means, you know, when those guys are down there jacking up the house and mm-hmm. fixing uh, the cracks. Um, they get to walk through the property and help me pick out the flooring. They are helping me pick out the paint colors. Um, I love uh, it. You know, my very first property, I had them helping me pick out carpet. They didn't know what they were doing. They just was like, oh, daddy, that one looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, You're like, ain't nobody I, I, putting black carpet in in houses. Kids. Just move <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know? And, and and God help us. That very first property I have learned since then, those color schemes are terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but, but again, I'll be transparent on that. Uh, but I sold it, and that's all that matters. Yeah. So, um, but, but that's, that's what I do with them. You know, I, I try to take them, uh, step by step through the process, uh, about, uh, three years ago, I took them to the closing table so that they could understand literally to be at a title company, Mm -hmm. what that means, um, to walk in there, hold a pen and you sign, not print, but Mm -hmm. sign in cursive your name on a piece of real estate property. Oh my gosh. Like, that's a dream for us. You know what I'm saying? Like I think about Greenwood, Oklahoma, like the Black Wall Street. And I'm just like, and that was one of many communities that we had where we were doing that, where we were uh-huh. owning and teaching. And God, you are you are just like black excellence all over. And I know what's crazy <laughs> is that when we are in the process of doing things that are the epitome of black excellence, we're like, Oh, I just do what I do. We just don't want to get credit for, you know, Oh, well, this, you know, I, I learned, I did this and that, but like, just accept that. I just need you to like sit in that because I want to hold you up in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hold yes, you up as, as someone who you, you give back to our community. You're sitting here teaching us, you know what I'm saying? Um, things yes, that ma'am. I, I did not know. So I honor you for that. I hold you up in that. Like, I just, I really love you for that Nash. And I appreciate that. Um, the, I, and, and I appreciate you for, for giving me the, the, at least the airtime and or the platform, because that that's where my heart really is. And anybody mm-hmm. that has ever come to me asking for information, I'm freely giving it. And sometimes I give them too much. They, you know, the eyes are glazed over, but that's how passionate I am mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. about us literally learning how to do this because it's so many houses. There's so much real estate out here. I can't be greedy. It, yes. It's enough for everybody to yes. eat. Listen, now that you told me we need a solid 10K, I'm finna go and talk to you off record. As soon as we uh, hang up this call, I'm finna be like, so let's talk. So <laughs> I feel I'm, like I'm that. I'm here for it, baby. You know it. You yes, know it. and I know. I know you ready to help and listen and talk and all of that. Um, so I want to end with two questions. One is, what is um, what are some things you would warn us of? Like getting into this, what are some things you're like, mm-mm, don't do this, don't do that, boo, don't, mm-mm. Like what are some of those things? Um, number one, it, just like we said, is don't don't look for that extra large payday, the stuff you see on TV, you know, your 50, 60 grand type stuff um, and, and, and put all your eggs in that basket. Um, I started out slow and slow. 
my very first one, it still wasn't nothing to sneeze at, was about 31 grand um, is what I made on the first house. But that's what I would say is don't be afraid of the of the lower level properties, meaning, again, I purchased for 65000 mm-hmm. It was worth 135000 So don't be afraid to find something that's maybe 100000 or less or 150000 or less. Okay. Um, you know, don't uh, and and um, you're you're gonna hear a lot of no, and you can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. That just means those are not your people. Okay, that's all that means. Okay, find find your people that will say yes and or you know what I ain't never really thought of it like that. Let's okay. see if we can make that work. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, and and I appreciate that because I feel like when we get started, and here's the thing too, especially in our community. Uh, we feel like a lot of no's means God is telling us we shouldn't do it. Does that make sense? I feel yes. like that very often. Like, we'll be like, oh, well, all of these stumbling blocks are happening. Maybe this is God's way of telling me not to get into this, you know? Um, which mm-hmm. is why we also have to have a very strong connection to God to know if he's telling us just don't do it that way or, right. you know, pivot but still stay in this. So that relationship is super important. I appreciate that. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you, um, is what advice in, in your whole time in doing this, like what advice would you give to our community? Like specifically black folks, what is it that you, what advice would you give us? What would you tell us? Um, I I want ultimately start, start with your family first. And family can be your nuclear biological family or your chosen family mm-hmm. and and pool your resources. Find out um, who's actually interested in getting their hands dirty in this business and who actually has money. Quiet, private money. It's called what's what is called private money. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody who's sitting with loose money in the bank because the bank ain't paying you nothing to sit your money there. If people don't know that, um, make your money work for you. Um, or people who have a 401k, we could get into it. That's a whole nother podcast, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put this term out here. It's called self-directed IRAs, which means you tell your IRA what to do. Um, so you don't just sit there in the stock market and up, go up and down and make you sick. Um, okay. So that's where I'm at. I actually got my family involved. And of course it took, took me proving that I was in this for the long haul before they were comfortable with handing over some money and that's okay. So Mm -hmm. again, I had to start with strangers and and make those people, my family and, and help them help me believe in myself. Um, but, but my advice is if you uh, start kind of where they tell you with network marketing, right? Start right there in your own house, call Mm -hmm. auntie and uncle, grandma, mama and daddy. Hey, mama, daddy, y'all got five grand laying around. And even if you don't have five grand laying around, let me see what I can do with your, show you what I can do and, and, and uh, be transparent with where you want to go with that, what the end game is, and then also secure it. Here's another term that I, I just want you to put down. And again, if we can, if we can visit it again later on, if not, if we oh, get we to the financial to. piece, cool. Um, it's called a promissory note. That means that every time I borrow money from my family members and or strangers or private money, I put it on paper, I have it notarized, and then I go and file it with the county. That means they are protected. If I don't do what I say I'm going to do with that property, 
they can go in there and they foreclose and they have legal grounds to get their money back from me. Wow. Okay. I Now I watch a lot of, okay, I'm about to tell them myself, but I used to watch a lot with my mom, Judge Judy and all the, all the judge shows, Judge Mathis, Mathis, all of that. Baby, I thought a promissory note was just you writing it on a piece of paper. This man said, take it to the county. What'd you say? Take it where? Nah, take it to the county, baby. You Ooh, file listen, that. You file I thought that. that you promissory... make it a true legal document. Mm-mm. I thought that promissory note was on a blank piece of paper of IOU and we both signed our <laughs> name. You done listen. Stop playing with me. That's 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 uh that's Pawpaw and Big Mama Neom's uh way of loaning out that money, you know, at that chicken coop. Listen, but it's your no, words. ma'am, when you when you dealing with, with real money and real estate, no ma'am, you you always you as the investor mm-hmm. or uh, uh meaning you are the money partner investor or you are the front runner investor doing all the work. You definitely want to protect all parties' interest and you want to protect it properly. Oh my gosh. I just I just can't thank you enough. And here's the thing for everybody listening. um, I need us to understand how uh, as like as you've been sharing all this stuff. Right. This can be really scary because many of us have never done this before. We don't know where to start, where to go. I hope we got a lot of information today as to how to start, Um, you know, looking at houses in our own neighborhood, looking up the county a website for houses, all these different things that all this information that you have given us. But I also need us to understand just how strong generational trauma is, because when we look at all of the cities in in America where black people were thriving, that were burnt down, that were taken from us anytime we were coming up when we had banks in our names when we had you know what I'm saying when we were building our own schools and then they were burnt down because of that our entrepreneurial spirits were broken you know what I'm saying and we had this fear instilled in us and that lasted that went that that is what has been instilled in us for a very long time because we've seen what happens when we come up so I I just need us to know that there's a reason why we are scared, but we got to stop being scared because we owe it to our babies. We owe it to our family. Um, and we owe 100%. it to ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we owe it to ourselves to be great and to be great in a way that we, we haven't before, you know? So Nash, is there anything that I, did I miss anything? Is there any question? I'm like, Ooh, cause we, we got, we did a whole bunch <laughs> In this we, hour, we, we did, look, cr- crash course. Uh, Listen. I, I'm gonna say this. I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna back up what you just said. Mm-hmm. For for those people that are still running around out here saying that um, racism and redlining and and uh, predatory lending practices and and discrimination is not a real thing. I just sold a house uh, this past March, where the deed, the original deed, when I purchased the property, said. Um, no one of Negro and or African descent or black shall be able to rent, lease, Mm -hmm. or purchase this property. And this was filed in Dallas County. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I believe the the deed was 1946. Mm -hmm. So we are not so far removed that this, this, this is, this was a real thing. So uh, for me to, to purchase this property, do what I wanted with this property, whether it was to hold on to it and rent it out or turn around and sell it, which I sold it to a a very loving Hispanic family. Um, And so I was excited about that as well. That just tells you that, This stuff that we are fighting and we're combating on a daily basis, it is real, y'all. But please overcome the fear because, yeah, just like uh, just like you said, 
we, we owe it not only to our ancestors, mm-hmm. we owe it to our, our, our generation right now. Yep. And of course, our babies coming behind us, because that, that's what I wear to my closings is Black Wall Street. And yes. I, I, I coined that I am living my ancestors dreams. I, I love it. it. I love it. Oh, I appreciate you so much. Like, I remember you posting that and I got chills. Like, I was just like, look at where we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm living vicariously like I'm the one that signed it. Like, I had goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just I was just so proud because when one of us succeed, we all succeed. And I, I feel Absolutely. that, like, and so, and, and especially you, you know, being, you my brother. You know what I'm saying? I was like, look at my brother just doing big things. Like, I just, I love it. So, um, again... Thank you for all the information that you have given us. Unlike other shows, y'all, Nash is not, he, he not giving out his info. <laughs> so what? y'all not going to be well, hitting now, up. Listen, <laughs> I, I, do, I do have, I'm going to tell you, I do have a website. You know, I've okay. got a little official um, and I'll give that out, which is, uh, of course, www.dnbraytongroup. It's a long uh, name. So dnbraytongroup.com. Can you spell Brayton um, for us? Yes. Uh, so D as in uh, Damon, N as in Nash, and Brayton is a combination of my fellows, Brady and Peyton. So it's B as in boy, R-A-Y, T as in Tom, O-N, and then the word group, like a group of people, uh, dot com. So dnbraytongroup.com. Is there like contact uh, information on there if people want to email you or anything or... Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So, what's what's your email for the folks? I, I thought I was like, look, he ain't finna give y'all his info, but you know, <laughs> he don't play. Like this is this is why I love my folks. They be surprising you. So, what is your email that folks? So, so uh, email is dnbraytongroup at gmail Perfect. Um, thank you so much for all the information you have given us. I'm. This is definitely gonna need a part two. So, Nash, I'm. I'm gonna have to hit you up for the part two. Um, so that we can get a little bit more information um and let's do it because i'm i'm so ready like i'm so excited about this and i know just like this is how i feel you know when it comes to education and things like that or public speaking like i just get so excited i'm like yo i just want to tell you everything that i know um so i feel you (laughs) and then folks be like glazed over you right they be like are you done boo i just want to I, I just asked you if I could borrow a pencil. I didn't ask for none of this. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't know this word. Okay, my bad. But so anyway, um, y'all already know you have listened to another episode of Black Joy and Bootstraps with your host, Felicia Jimenez, and guest, Damon Nash. Um, please uh, find me on Instagram, Facebook at Black Joy and Bootstraps. Uh, Twitter as well, BLK Joy and Boots. Uh, And like I always say, y'all already know, every time we learn something, we got to share it. So please, each one, teach one. We're out.